This episode of a Top 3 Podcast is brought to you by our friends and proud parents over at the Rat Hour Podcast with Rat Boy. It's your one-stop shop for discovering what's in Tim Allen's trash this week, dirty work quotes with no context, and rabid praise of the Cincinnati Reds' bullpen. And just for our listeners, brought to you by the grace of the tube, here's a sneak peek at this week's episode of the Rat Hour with Rat Boy. There's no justice like angry mob justice. I'm going to burn all the historic memorabilia. I'm going to take me home a toilet. Oh, that rat boy, he sure is something, huh? Well, if you want to find out what's really going on, you got to tune in to the Rat Hour with Rat Boy, part of the Tube Podcast Network. All right, let's start the show. And uh, this, uh, this is a top three podcast. Three, two, What's up, everybody? Welcome to a top three podcast. What's this? It's not Dave again. That's right. It's me, Bloodbath, and Dave decided to sit this one out. Today's topic is top three Simpsons characters. So we will be honoring the time old tradition of listing our favorite things and arguing about it. Our favorite things being Simpsons characters. Dave apparently didn't want to sit through two hours of us making uh on sequitur Simpson quotes and uh, <laughs> uh, pointless Simpsons trivia, so he decided he was going to do something else today, which is fine because The Simpsons is something that's near and dear to a lot of our hearts, and uh, some of us are um, obsessive over it to the point that it's a disorder. So um, it should be a fat boy. So, <laughs> uh, so with, with that being said, uh, I'm your host today, Bloodbath, and joining me is. Uh, Angle, comma, Aaron. What's up, guys? It's Angle, comma, Aaron. Alan Nichols, Esquire. Hey, everybody. Rathany, Ratitude, Rathun, Ratboy. How diddly high. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, another special guest, uh, our good friend and top three enthusiast, uh, Matt Roth. Oh, hoy, hoy. <laughs> now, <laughs> now uh, this was Matt's topic. So, Matt, can do you want to explain why you picked this, or what your inspiration was, or uh, just kind of give us a little bit of background? I first want to give a shout out to Synaptaf. Uh, that was my favorite band yeah, in yeah. high school. 
no, I just thought I that uh, one time. They're not that cool. Yeah, they're they suck. <laughs> yeah, didn't you dress up like uh, the Hamburglar or some shit? I had a Hamburglar shirt. <laughs> no, I just thought it'd be a great topic. Uh, I really enjoy the podcast. I listen to it every week. Um, I thought this would be great just because you guys haven't done a lot of like cartoon stuff yet. Um, and I just thought at least for all of us in our like age range that this is like kind of prime time growing up like in the 90s, like the best generation. And I just thought this would be a great topic. I don't want to be that person that like explains things, but Matt started off with a hoy hoy. And I want to tell everybody why that's funny. So a long time ago when Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone, I think that's the guy, uh, he wanted people to answer the phone and say ahoy hoy instead of hello and it just never caught on and it's just one of those weird little jokes about mr burns age and how old he actually is that's like i, I just want to that's like my one of my favorite all times little simpsons gags that's very funny to me that is hilarious i do agree matt like 90s generation is the best ever and uh we haven't done a ton of cartoon cartoon content but we have not we've done zero simpsons content so we will definitely have to change that um so uh, before, so guys, oh. am I the only one here who who didn't watch The Simpsons like a whole lot? Then oh, this is gonna be fun. Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you, you so are the are only you, one. Are you are you are you the only person Dave? here without a without a soul? Yes, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> he traded likely. it for Alf Pogs. Likely true. <laughs> like, does that make me Millhouse? Not having nah, nah, nah. Nah, Millhouse is cool and we like him. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. Millhouse. Millhouse is a is a point of pride. That title would be a point of pride. You're more like Uder. Das is good. That's the the little German fella, right? Little Okay, so Alan said this. I do want to just real quick. I mean, what what is everyone's general, I mean, general history with The Simpsons? I, for one, am a super lifelong Simpsons fanatic. Um, and I actually was not allowed to watch it when I was very little because I would uh, repeat some naughty language that was on the show. Naughty at the time. Um, I think it's pretty G-rated by today's standards. It's on Disney. So, uh but uh, I've I've been a huge fan forever. Um, I'm one of those guys who say that it sucks after like season ten. So yeah, I agree. Heavily agree. Aaron, what about you? Oh, The Simpsons is when it's at its best. It's the best TV show like I've ever seen. I think it's funny. I think it's smart. I think the one really cool thing about The Simpsons is that you can watch it when you're five and you can like laugh because like Bart says crap. Then you can watch it when you're 10 and you can laugh at something like smart that Lisa says. And you can watch it when you're 15 and you can understand like, you know, you, you can go back and revisit those episodes at any stage in your life. Uh, and they're always going to you're always going to catch something new or understand something new because it is a re- like it's a really smart TV show. Like they only hire people who went to Harvard. You know what I mean? Uh, but it's it's my favorite show of all time, man. Uh, Alan? Uh, so I, I didn't watch The Simpsons a ton. I, uh, I caught the reruns uh, sometimes in the afternoons after I got out of school. I watched a little bit of it, I guess. Um, it's on Disney now? I may have to yeah, check that Di- out. Because Disney bought Fox, so yeah. If you had Disney oh, Plus, okay. you can watch every episode. Yeah, I watched some of it when it was on FX. 
um, and that was all right. Um, I just, I never, I never got so into it that I wanted to sit down and watch it for more than half an hour at a time. And uh, anyone that has a problem with that can eat my shorts. <laughs> uh, right. ah, he's all on right. our team again. All right, he's okay. Uh, Rat boy, what about you? Yeah, so I was, I was like you, uh, B man, where I wasn't allowed to watch it, and so I would have to watch it in secret so my parents didn't know that I was watching it. And then one day, my mom, like I was watching it, my mom came in the room and she was like, "Hey, I thought I told you not to watch The Simpsons," and I went. Yeah, well, you know, and I just kept kept on watching it, and then I was obsessed with The Simpsons. This is actually how Aaron and I became friends. That's um, right. And I, my brother and I, we would record um, episodes because it used to be on Fox on at like five and six o'clock. Like, and then at its peak, I remember it was on like two and a half hours on Fox 45. Um, shout out to them. But yeah, I had like tons of VHS tapes, like like over 27 like VHS tapes. Like just, we would record over like home videos and stuff. It was just, Your like, parents' wedding. Yeah. <laughs> um, Trails of whores. Um, yeah, and then, and then just, I, the, like I, to this day, I still just quote like i'll just send aaron like random quotes that only i think that only you man and aaron and craig would get and it's kind of funny because like dave kind of just like oh yeah <laughs> like he's like you see this baseball along, thing like, <laughs> you're like yeah you're like yeah. you don't know the depth of what i'm saying here though dave Man, I'm so glad exactly. Dave's not here. Everybody untucked their shirts, right? Like we don't have to follow oh, that rule. Oh now. yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> okay, cool. Um, but yeah, like, and then it it my love of the of the show, it got it. It's like a part of my every day. Um, and then I don't know. This is we can talk about it again. But like Simpsons Hit and Run on the GameCube. You guys remember that game? Oh, I, I, that game's that. so yeah, cool, man. So yeah, fun. dude. Yeah. Um, so it's like everything about me now is still I it's it's probably centered around Simpsons and like my wife, she doesn't really watch it. So I'll be sitting, you know, down and she's doing something and I'll be cracking up because I'll think of like just something, you know, <laughs> Ned Flanders said in like one episode like 15 years ago so yeah no i still really really love the simpsons and um yeah i would say i tapped out around um season 15 or so and then like i i i've watched like the newer episodes i will say they're it's it's a completely different show i have laughed at like the newer episodes, but it's usually it's not like it it was. That's fair. I think most of us would agree with that for sure. Uh, and don't worry, you know you've got uh, you've got a child that you can um, indoctrinate. Into oh the yeah, it's over for her. Like she's gonna definitely like just walk into <laughs> I school. I need somebody to grade. quote with me in hospice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's going to go into third grade and she's going to be like, hey, guys, do you want to talk about Treehouse of Horror? 
Number five. Six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number five is like the scary one. Yeah. Um, all right. So, um, uh, so anyway, so uh, the way the game works, uh, for those of you who are not familiar, is that we each take turns, um, starting with our number three pick, then we go around and do our number two, our number one, and at the end we have honorable mentions with some explanations. Um, so f- the guideline for this topic today was that our list could only include one member of the Simpsons family. We didn't put those same restraints on the listener responses, but we went ahead and, and did that for our list. So each of our lists can only contain one member of the Simpsons family. Or if you're like some of us who didn't quite understand, like me, you don't have any Simpsons family members on here. And you just have some random uh, inhabitants of the town of Springfield on your list and it'll still be glorious. So, um Uh, Before we start, if you want to support the show, please tell your friends. Subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at a top three podcast. And leave your own top comments. Um, We also put out a call for listener responses for our top threes before recording. So keep an eye out on all our social media pages. And we may read yours on the show. Check the episode description link to our... check Check the episode description for links to our various pages. So... Uh, with all that out of the way, we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, the way this is going to work is I will go first, followed by Aaron, then Alan, then Ratboy, and then Matt. So, uh, without any more, uh, I'll go ahead and start. Uh, my number three, my number three favorite Simpsons character is, uh, it's going to be a little strange, but uh, my pick is the sarcastic guy, a.k.a. Raphael. Does this ring a bell? Does Matt Ratboy Aaron, do you know who this is? Yeah. I don't recall, honestly. All right. Uh, The sarcastic guy, which does have a name, is Raphael. He pops up all over the show in different occupations. Um, He is uh, bald with a mustache. Uh, He's kind of got a sort of a New York accent. He's voiced by Hank Azaria. Um, like, for example, he's the clerk at the gun store when Homer goes and buys a gun. Oh, OK. okay. Uh, I know, I remember now. Yeah, uh, he's always um, sarcastic and he's just like really rude to people for the most part. Um, when Lisa goes to buy a pet hamster. He sells her the pet hamster. Um, he's in uh, the electronic store when the comic book guy is trying to return his Star Trek belt. <laughs> and he's like, oh, uh, a sarcastic fat Star Trek fan. You must be a hit with the ladies. Um, he's just, uh, when Homer and Marge go to a um, romantic hotel, uh, he's the uh, clerk at the counter and he's just like, hey, Fred Nethel, like you should have made a reservation. And uh, he's just always got something shady to say. Uh, when Homer gain, gains a bunch of weight uh, and he's walking, he's trying to go to the movie. He's the guy that yells out like, hey, fatty, I got a movie for you. A fridge too far. <laughs> I just I just love that there's so anyway that's who he is I just love that there's a character out there uh, in Springfield who's just constantly got like shitty fucking one liners to like just put everybody in their place no matter who they are he gets everybody at some point or another he's always got a different occupation which is kind of interesting um, and I just I don't know he just like everything he says makes me laugh I just I love his accent Hank Azaria voices him and he's really good at it um you know, when uh, Homer is buying a gun at the at the gun store, he's just like, 
and this is for shooting down police helicopters. And uh, I don't know, just something about like his delivery and uh, the lines they give him, I just think are uh, great and uh, just definitely underrated. I don't think he pops up nearly as much in the later seasons, but uh, he's great. So, number three, Raphael. When when Homer's buying the gun and he's going through all the accessories, my favorite thing he says after he's like, um, he's like a gun holster. And he's like silencer, and then he says loud in her. <laughs> like, it makes it louder. The fridge too far. I'm not good at. I'm not. I'm not good at that. Speed cocker, and this is for shooting down police helicopters. It's like I don't need anything like that yet. <laughs> and I think as far as like, I don't even think you could like count him as like a tertiary character. He's like. He's all like all he is is like a one line machine. Like you could liken him to like the uh, the greasy teenager always going through puberty. Like he just pops up in random occupations, and it is really <laughs> cool that they just have like two or three people like that throughout the show that they could just be like, oh, okay, well we need somebody right here. Oh, hey, Kazaria does a really funny voice. Like let's put him there. Well, it's like in Family Guy, they always like occupy like those are just like nameless, faceless characters and they're usually done by one or two people's voices and they're always like the same and the people writing those jokes are like always the same you can tell they're always like basically the same joke it's always feels like you have the same voice and i feel like that's what's great about the simpsons is like not only it's the same setup but like they're just gonna you know own it own it a little bit more and give that person an actual like you know character design and a name and like be like no this is the constant like one-liner like dude or this is the greasy teenager like they're all over springfield and all kinds of different occupations we're not they're you know we're not just going to make them this like faceless nobody like they're so-and-so like they get that's like they're that's how what they inhabit in the town i think that that's you know again where the simpsons is superior to like all other tv shows so uh okay well uh aaron let's get your uh, number three all right, I'm kind of cheating on this one, but it has a point. So I have a three-way tie for my number three. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to, there's a point. Uh, I'm trying to make sure I get all their names right. I have a three-way tie between Lyle Landley, Lionel Hutz, and Troy McClure, uh, because they are all voiced by <laughs> Phil Hartman uh, on the show. Um, Phil Hartman is somebody that deserves to be talked about on, on this podcast in some capacity. And as somebody who was a like 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 a guest star on the show, he was just as funny, just as good, just as talented uh, as the regular voice cast. Um, so Lyle, you know, uh, Lionel Hutz and Troy McClure, they 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 made a couple of different appearances in the show. I love the musical Planet of the Apes episode with Troy McClure. <laughs> There's that part where he's like. Uh, can I play the piano anymore? Of course you can. Well, I couldn't before, and I just think that's the funniest <laughs> thing in the entire world. Uh, Lionel, what's, what's that line? He's like, yeah, 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 this judge has really had it in for me ever since I accidentally hit his dog with my car. He's like, oh, really? He's like, well, replace accidentally with repeatedly a dog with son. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they, they, they are funny in their own right, but the and I think a lot of Simpsons fans feel this way. I know the writers feel this way that the monorail episode is one of the best episodes of the show. Uh, it has great music. Uh, uh, Phil Hartman is absolutely fucking awesome in it. 
It's an important Homer Bart story, which you get some of, but not with that sort of like meaningful impact. Uh, so I just, I really wanted to talk about Phil Hartman because he had a huge impact on the show for only being in a handful of episodes. And even then, for the most part, not having a ton of speaking parts in it. Uh, so my number three is just going to be a, a three-way tie between all of Phil Hartman's characters. That's awesome. My, uh, my honorable mention is actually Phil Hartman for, for all of the exact same reasons. Yeah. Um, I think Conan O'Brien wrote the monorail episode. He did. He did. Yeah. Or at least he was like the, the guy who came up with the idea for the episode. Yeah. That that's definitely like top three episodes. Um, for sure, but good call. Uh, Lionel Hutz has one has this one line where he's watching, he's babysitting Bert and Lisa and Maggie, and they're watching like, um, like a lawyer, like a void or like a courtroom drama or something, and he says, "Oh, this show is so fake. Look at him. He's got a briefcase and a um, tie and a belt." <laughs> like, you just think it's funny that a lawyer, like, like a, a lawyer having a belt is too unrealistic. <laughs> what separates him from other lawyers? <laughs> Best Lionel Hutz line is uh, when they're uh, when Bart's got um, the original creator of itching scratching in the in his office, and he's just like, and you don't work on a contingency, and he like takes this like business card and you like adjusts it, and it's like no comma. Money down! Exclamation mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have this American Bar Association down here either. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 like I said, Phil Hart, you know, he deserved to be talked about on this podcast to some capacity. You know, whether it's going to be on a future SNL podcast or a uh, or only this one Simpsons one that I really think we're going to get a chance to do. Uh, what he brought to that show in his limited capacity is as much as a lot of like the regular voice actors did and speaks to his brilliance i mean he was supposed to be in futurama before he died you know what i mean he was gonna be zap brannigan did they had to change all that shit last second like he would have been the best zap brannigan you know what i mean he'd still be doing voice work today you know and it's really really the whole thing that happened with phil hartman is very very sad and he just brought too much to this show uh for me not to you know I, I had to get a chance to talk about him. So we, we can move on. But uh, Phil Hartman did a really, really good job at this show. All right. Well, with that, we'll go ahead and get Alan's number three. Alan's still alive. I'm, I'm still here, guys. Don't <laughs> worry about that. Uh, my, uh, my number three is... Uh, Waylon Joseph Smithers Jr. <laughs> uh, or Mr. Smithers, or as Montgomery Burns called him, Smithers. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I don't have a, a ton to say. I'm, I'm not going to try to dissect the character that is Waylon Smithers. Um, I just think that the, uh, the dynamic between he and Mr. Burns is... Um, uh, it adds it, it's something that they can build an entire episode off of easily you know the uh, uh even just the smithers episode like his malibu stacy obsession um is enough to build 
an entire episode off of, which is something you can't do with a lot of the characters in the show um, outside of, you know, obviously the core family unit. Um, so uh, I don't know. I, I don't have a lot. He's, he's just uh, this hilarious sidekick. Um, like tremendously loyal to Mr. Burn. So like he's, he's, kind of an interesting character because he's the butt of a lot of jokes that gets treated really unfairly all the time. But at the same time, he's like the most loyal, most subservient sidekick that anyone could ever possibly want. Um, but he gets no credit for it. Uh, so anyway, Waylon Smithers, number three. So I, I don't have a Smithers quote off the top of my head, but my favorite Smithers related joke is the episode uh, called Homer the Smithers, where Homer takes over uh, Smithers' job while one he goes on vacation. One, one of the best episodes. And uh, Mr. Burns is panicking because he can't find Homer, and he's trying to call Smithers. So he, gets <laughs> on his, so he gets on his phone, and he dials Smithers, like, alphabetically, <laughs> and, it, and it calls Moe's Tavern, and, like... <laughs> And he's like, oh, uh, can I speak to Smithers? And Bo's like, oh, Smithers, huh? It's like the one time he's like prepared to be at the prank My favorite joke on that episode is where he's like, you know, going on vacation. He's like, Mr. Burns, like, take lots of pictures. And <laughs> Smithers is like, oh, this particular <laughs> resort I'm going to doesn't allow photos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> He's like in that Congo line, like yeah. so good. The, um, that episode too, um, and they're um, getting ready to watch the drag race, and Homer has this ridiculously huge hat, <laughs> the giant cowboy foam <laughs> hat. De- yeah, and um, I think later, <laughs> uh, Smithers. Is like the PA announcer for the drag race, and he's like, "We're here for more action, action, action!" And then he's getting thrown, he's getting thrown out of the booth, but it's still playing over the intercom. (laughs) 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 Meet your new piano mover. (laughs) I uh. Another Smithers joke, and this kind of likens back to what Alan says about like his and uh, Mr. Burns' relationship and always getting the shit end. I don't remember the context, but like Smithers gets like stung by a bee and has like a terrible oh. reaction, and like Mr. Burns makes him like bicycle him and Smithers to the hospital. <laughs> and, like it's very rare that you see Simpsons characters super duper fucked up, but like you looked at him and you were just like, "Holy Christ, this is actually evil." What Mr. Burns is doing right here? Because yeah, they like they run Mr. Burns into the hospital as soon as they get there, and it's like <laughs> yeah. Waylon's the one that needs the help. And then He's Dr. Like, Nick like walks by him and throws change at him, and he's like, "You need a drink." <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, you need booze. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, good number three, man. Good number three. That's a good one. Yeah, Smithers. Smithers is awesome. Um, yeah. What's the real deal with Mister Smithers? The real deal is he's forty-five years old and lives alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think it. I think it's. I think it's funny. Uh, like I agree with everything Alan's saying. Um, you know, obviously, like the whole point is like Smithers is like a closeted homosexual. Uh, and maybe they've addressed it on more modern episodes of The Simpsons, but like I will say, I think that's like to the writer's credit that like they it never feels like it's like if you go back and watch some uh, 
shows from the 90s some sitcoms and stuff like that like there's like a lot of like homophobia uh here and there sometimes there's some like jokes that are like oh man that's kind of like not cool today and like it never feels like they're doing that with with uh, mr smithers um it always feels like it's genuinely funny and it's not like it's got nothing to do with like whatever his like sexual preference might be with or his lifestyle as much as it's just the fact that he uh, feels the need to like have a uh, such a professional exterior and then he has some kind of like uh extravagant like personal life so well he's really he's really just in love with mr burns right yeah yeah i think there's like a, a sex dream where like mr burns like bursts <laughs> through a window in his bedroom and he's like ah, ah. i mean he is alan but like i mean he is like a homosexual like he there's he's like often seen in like gay clubs and uh seen like involved with like other like gay men and uh he's into malibu oh, Barbie. Okay. yeah has a malibu the... state he's like the yeah, president malibu of malibu fan club yeah there's that one episode where barton needs to show up in the er and like he's standing there like the er is packed everybody's like all over the place and like he's just standing there in the corner and they're like mr smithers bart's really hurt can we go in front of you and he's like mm, no i really think i need to get this taken care of now and it's like he's the only person standing up <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So, Aaron, are you saying that I can't be the president of the Malibu Stacy fan club unless I'm gay? That's a good point, Alan. We'll talk about it off the air, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm supportive and an ally of your Malibu Stacy infatuation. <laughs> I do not support you, Alan. That's why <laughs> we're going to go ahead and move on to Rat Boy and his number three. Okay. So I this was really tough, but I'm pretty sure I I picked this I picked this character because um, I was I just want to make sure we talked about him. But my my number three is Chief Wiggum. Yes, yes, that's a good one. So I was I was thinking about this list um, all week, and I kept um, going back and forth between. Um, Wiggum and another character. I'm hoping Aaron picks him. And um, I started thinking Chief Wiggum has some of my favorite just random out-of-context quotes I just like to say. And overall, I think he's just like a really, really funny character. Um, he is obviously is the chief of police and he's it's He's either very competent or like a just a boob of a character, um, and he's like really, really fat, but still like just he has some of my favorite lines. Like when um, Lisa, when Bleeding Gums Murphy dies, and <laughs> um, when Bleeding Gums Murphy dies and Lisa has the jazz play over the radio, um, Chief Wiggum's like sitting in his car and all, all of a sudden over the, over the radio goes, attention all units, poison gas cloud headed toward, and then it the, the jazz music catches on and then it's like, hey, it's getting cloudy. And then he, he like passes out. There's another um, part where he gets his tie stuck in a hot dog roller. <laughs> <laughs> it's <a> Quickie Mart. 
Ah, oh, this is gonna get worse before it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> There's a time when he's he's watching TV and like he's mad at something, and then he starts shooting at it, and um, his wife wakes up. And he's like, Clancy, use the remote. And he he has the remote in his gun holster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Does anybody else have any like? Oh, I got to I got to <laughs> just jump in just though. I'm going to butcher this line, but it's the episode. It's the trillion dollar bill episode. And uh, Smithers and Mr. Burns and Homer are escaping in like his old timey car. And I don't remember what it's called, but uh, police chief Wiggum sitting on the side of the road. And they're like, everybody, uh, BPB, I'll be on the lookout for a 1920 something car or a red 1920 something car. And uh, it just speeds past. And Chief Wiggum's like, ah, that was more of a burgundy. He's just, <laughs> <laughs> he just like, like tips his cat back over his eyes. Like he, uh, I won't talk very much. He is a line factory. He is a quote machine. Like all the, like just even like, I mean, he even has his like one line. It's like, get him boys or take him away boys. And they <laughs> play on that all the time. Like bake him away toys or whatever. <laughs> Another one is he is uh, Lou is like, hey, chief, could I hold my gun sideways? And Wiggum's, <laughs> Wiggum's like, whatever you want, Lou, it's your birthday. Yeah, I'm going to attempt the impressions, but I will not be able to do them right, I promise. Um, I, another good Chief Wiggum uh, one is where um, it's when Homer meets his mom for the first time and... Um, he's like with this other cop, and they're like, "All right, we're looking for a Usus S Dwo. Better start in Greek town." And, and the <laughs> other cop's like, "Chief, it's Homer J Simpson." And he's like, "Oh, okay, cancel that APB, but get some of those gyros." And, <laughs> and he's like, "Chief, you're talking into your wallet," and like all of a sudden, like. <laughs> All of his wallet comes out. A R Nero. Uh, when yes. I go to wedding, when I go to weddings, I introduce. If I get sat at a table with nobody, I know that's how I introduce myself. Um, Is that why you only hang out with me? <laughs> that's very true. Uh, yeah, man, good pick. Uh, Chief William is is funny. Um, I, he almost made the list, but I just I don't know I. I I don't know. He just—I had some people that I really thought like surpassed him a little bit in like the joke area. Um, I will say like Wiggum is the only one of the cops that I find funny. I don't find uh, Carl or Lou like funny whatsoever. Um, when Rex Banner comes and is like the new police chief, um, at one at one point he's like he. He's like so down on his luck. He comes to the Simpsons house. He's like, "Hey, is there anything I can arrest you guys for?" And they're like, "No." Um, and he like tries to like rob Homer later in the episode, and he's like, "Hey, like, what gives, Chief? Like, that gun doesn't even have a handle, and it's just like the barrel of the gun." He's like, "I had to yeah. sell it to feed my family." <laughs> 
<laughs> and I will say a a spot on voice to what the character looked like ratio. Yes, nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Matt, do you have any uh, thoughts or opinions on? Uh, he's got I mean definitely the bake my way toys is one of the best I think that's the one uh, that's the Thompson episode where like Bart and Sideshow Bob meet for the first time and they're going down the river but uh, I don't know there's just so many ones like there's one with Homer I can't remember exactly what the premise is but I know that like Homer is like trying to tell him this like really crazy story and uh, Chief Wiggum's like well your story is very compelling Mr. Jackass I mean Simpson <laughs> it's just stupid stuff it's the one liner <laughs> stuff that he does it's so good Hey, stop saying Hawaii in there. <laughs> <laughs> Hawaii? Am I going to Hawaii? <laughs> <laughs> uh, good pick. Uh, Matt, let's get your uh, number three. Um, I had a really tough time with this list. I really thought this would be an amazing one to do, but then when you really kind of sit down and do this, it's uh, pretty difficult. Um, just like real quick, I, I was really good friends with Aaron growing up, so Aaron was like the Simpson fanatic. And I kind of looked up to him, so I tried to one-up him, but he always <laughs> was the uh, the man of the quotes, and he always would put me to shame. Um, but, Violently. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know, this list uh, is just tough because uh, there's just there's too many. So I, I kind of try to do it with like a childlike mind as far as like when I was in the heyday of it, watching it religiously. Um, so my number three, I picked uh, Mr. Snurub, uh, and I went with Charles Montgomery Burns. Nice. Um, I picked him primarily just because I feel like without him, the show would have lost like some sustenance as far as with Homer and you know, kind of like their daily uh, their daily life as far as Homer going to work and you know being a kid and like kind of seeing like you know my dad does you know goes to work I don't know what the hell he does but like it was kind of like a imagining like what a boss would be like and uh so many good episodes um definitely like all the trails of horror episodes i mean especially the the main one i feel like you know the number five where they uh i believe it's number five where they do uh dracula or was that number four i can't remember no, um, no they do five. like the bram strokers one yeah. yeah the bram strokers yeah that was uh definitely like one of my favorites growing up um as i got older i mean like kind of like the learning about how Mr. Burns really is. I mean, yeah, he's kind of like not with the times because he's so old. I mean, he's like, was he only 90 something? Um, and uh, just as far as his like character progression throughout the show, because he kind of starts off like super evil. But then like as the show goes on, I feel like in the later seasons, like before like season six and seven, like he kind of like opens up a little bit more. Um, definitely. Just one of my favorite moments ever is uh, he like opens a casino. I don't remember. It's been so long. I don't remember the whole entire episode. But I remember there's a point where he basically uh, kind of turns into Howard Hughes. Like he like kind of loses his mind and he like goes into this like he just like doesn't sleep. And because uh, he's just so worried about the money. And I remember he like creates this model plane and he calls it the Spruce Moose. And it's after like the Spruce Goose that Howard Hughes created himself. It was like at the time, like the world's largest plane. And it's just a model. And he's like talking to uh to Smithers and he's you know essentially like hey like I need to get the hell out of here like let's go back to the plant and uh he like says to Smithers he's like we'll take the spruce moose and then Smithers just like looks at him because it's just like the model of this like tiny like airplane and uh Smithers says but sir um 
you know, we can't get into this. It's, it's just a model. And then he like looks at Smithers and he like takes a gun. And he like cocks it back <laughs> and he just says, uh, I said, hop in. <laughs> just like so funny. <laughs> Um, no, he's I mean, definitely. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh no, go. You're good. No, I was gonna say, Mr. Burns is. You could argue that he is the best character in the show. Like, period. Honestly, like, I think he. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of all the different side characters that had their own like like episodes that like you know were centralized around what they were doing. Um, and Mr. Burns has. I mean, he's got to have the most, right? Like, I mean, he has a ton of episodes where his life is involved in Bart's life, like where he chose Bart as his heir. Or like Lisa's life when he tried to like change a new, uh, he, he tried to like change over after he had lost all his money and tried to help Lisa uh, create like a recycling plant or something like that. Like he's heavily involved in the Simpsons lives, which makes like the joke of him always forgetting Homer's name uh, even funnier because they'll even say, hey, don't you remember like last week when you were doing this thing with them? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but you know, I'll, I'll let you keep going. But yeah, he's got to be like, like the the character that's on the screen uh the most that's not in the family right like or at least it's very close yeah i definitely agree montgomery burns is actually my number my number one oh, so i'm just gonna no. i'm just gonna jump in really quick here again i don't have that much to say about him um just he's he's such a fun villain um i mean just a, an, an excellent villain because he's just so mean and so nasty like the Grinch um but at the same time um no he's really he's just so mean and so nasty he's like the meanest guy that you're ever going to meet in a cartoon in a cartoon <laughs> that's not that's not like a terribly violent person I mean he has his hounds and stuff but um he really is just more manipulative than anything else so um I don't know. And then again, combined with my number three, the the pairing of Smithers and Burns is just uh, their codependency is is it's the stuff of great episodes. So, um, C. Montgomery Burns is my number one as well. Oh wow! Um, nice. Yeah. yeah. And and I think <laughs> I will I think I will agree with Aaron and like he he may be one of the best characters on the show outside of the family and he has the ability i agree with alan he is a great villain like he's a he is anytime they need him to be a villain they're very very good at finding just how to make him really top notch but what he also does he he fills in the role he's sort of like their version of snoopy and that snoopy could do absolutely anything in the peanuts uh, they use another example of this, um, like Abed. <laughs> Abed in Community is also like that's like the writers refer to it as Snoopy because it's like they can kind of make them that per that character do anything they want to do and it never feels out of place. And Mr. Burns can kind of do anything and it never feels out of place. He he can be a villain. He can be kind of a silly boss. He can be uh, uh, just uh, an annoying old man. He can be like you know, they can play off of that. Um, like when uh, Homer comes, when Homer becomes a union rep and he comes over and Mr. Burns is like, well, hold on for a minute and see if I can find something to scold you with. And then let's go down to his basement and he like throws like <laughs> cold water on him. And he's like, all right, I guess I'll get you a towel. 
<laughs> they can do he stuff like that. Boiling the water. Oh my. And then he gets impatient and is, throws it yeah. on him. Oh my god. He's like he can be eccentric, like when he's he's like, I have here a thousand monkeys on the thousand typewriters writing, writing oh, the greatest no, novel yeah. of all time. Yeah. It was the best of times, it was the blurst of times. Like yeah. he can do anything and it works so well. I think the best way they uh, use him is when they make fun like he's a he's hundred and four years old perpetually, just like Bart's ten years old perpetually. And like they find such a great way to like Anytime they're like making fun of the fact that like he would have been like an adult in the 1920s and like they like throw all this like old like Aaron said like you know he answers the phone ahoy hoy um you know he he drives around his like weird like you know you know 1912 you know you know car and he's you know with like it doesn't have a steering wheel it's got like just like a a, a stick that he drives it with and <laughs> His phone number is zero 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 one. Yeah, he's like, I need you to, I need to vulcanize, I need to vulcanize the tires, please. Um, just... <laughs> His social security number is two. And like that's what Aaron was saying. Like the writers are really good about that stuff, and they find these like weird, obscure, like odd little like things of like you know the early, the turn of the century that like is all about. It's like that's everything that they like throw at Mister Burns, and like it just works. It's really good. And like Alan said too, like you can't have Smithers without Burns, and like it's, you know, that's a great dy- that's a whole other dynamic in and of itself. Like I'm just strictly talking about like Mister Burns, like when Marge becomes a cop and Abu is trying to uh is trying to uh, bribe Marge, and he's like, I'm just gonna set the money here and I'll turn my back, and Mister Burns is walking by with a carton of milk, and he's just like, no. and he just takes it like. Also, it's like the fact that like Mr. Burns is like walking around drinking a carton of milk. It's like so like it's kind of lowbrow, but like Mr. Burns is doing it like that's again, they can make him do anything. And that's why it's so perfect. And that's why it is also my number one. So great fucking pick. Well, one of his best moments, honestly, is he's speaking to like the Junior Achievers Club. And it's like all these like, you know, kids in the classroom. And I think uh, I can't remember who else is in there. But he uh, he like says to the class, he's like, I'll keep this short and sweet. Family, religion, friendship. These are the three demons you must stay away from if you wish to succeed. It's, it's just like perfect. Uh, <laughs> Rat boy, go ahead, man. You want to say something? Yeah, he's like, because you don't want to be at a um, wedding or a synagogue question. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, there, um, when Bart becomes Mr. Burns's heir. Uh, I know this isn't, I know that this is kind of a Millhouse quote, but he's like, all I can offer you is my love. And, and Mr. Burns says, <laughs> I, I, he's like, I thought I said no nerds or something <laughs> like that. Uh, one other uh, cool thing that, uh, so it, we kind of touched on it is like when, uh, you, you know, they eventually over time like humanize Mr. Burns, right? And I, I think it's a really cool joke that they decided to do it with an episode that was like kind of like playing off of Citizen Kane 2, which would have been like a movie that was super popular when he was really young or when he was like our age, I guess. 
Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's the whole kind of thing about Mr. Burns and what you said, Bloodbath. It's not like you can do anything with him, but you can make any kind of joke. He he fits the villain role. He fits the old person. I mean, he has. I mean, the 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 Hellfish episode where it's like him against uh, Grandpa Simpson is that's one of my like five or ten favorite episodes of the show. And like you can yeah. play off the fact that he's rich. You can play off the fact that he's a, a Nazi sympathizer to a degree. Like <laughs> yeah, right, for sure. like like he. he you know, there, there's a whole he, lot. He was this one character. He was a straight up. He was a straight up Nazi. He was in the Nazi army, and then he was in the American army. Yes, I don't this think is he true. was in the Nazi. He certainly army. had the haircut. I don't think he was in the Nazi army. I think he just he wanted those paintings, and then um, there's a there's a funny part where. Um, he busts in Bart's room and then he's like, all right, like I'm leaving. And then he, he goes into, uh, he like has a little thing and he goes into, um, Lisa's room. Like he busts through the wall. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Go back to sleep, little girl. <laughs> Santa? Yeah, exactly. They can make him like, he can like sometimes have, be like real respectful and have manners. And sometimes he just is, is as a garbage person. So. The Who Shot Mr. Burns was one of the best. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. They had like a Twin Peaks reference. And this goes back to Chief Wiggum. He like wakes up from that weird Twin Peaks dream. And like <laughs> yeah. Carl's there. And he's like, Chief, I got some. He's like, I got some news. He's like, Did you have that dream with the weird little talking girl too? <laughs> and uh, and they did like, I'm trying to think of the TV show. I think it was Dallas was, was who they were like parodying by doing that yeah. shit. You could like call into the show and be like, Who shot Mr. Burns? You could like win a contest if you guessed it right and guessed the reason and why the character did that uh yeah like i said he's in a lot of really really good episodes and i think that's why his character is so impactful even if he is a villain or a rich person or a nazi sympathizer well on that note nazi sympathizer aaron uh we'll go ahead and Great move cut. into we'll go ahead and move into number twos and i'll go ahead and start with my number two which is Barney Gumble. Um, <laughs> Hook it to my veins. <laughs> <laughs> so I I will first of all say that I am specifically referring to classic Barney. I'm not talking about sober Barney. I don't think that that's I think that's really like a, a thrown away character at that point when you when you stops drinking. Um, but the classic era Barney, I I think Barney's just like incredibly funny. I think he is uh, also a joke machine. I think that. So I know that they give the character today in 2021, the character of um, uh, a, a poo is um, kind of, you know, it's it's not really PC and everybody has a big problem with it. And I know that, you know, the origin of that character, like, you know, at that point in time, it was seen as being kind of cutting edge and, and sort of like, and really funny and interesting. Then obviously over time, like, you know, people don't agree with that representation anymore. And I always think it's interesting that Barney is, you know, an alcoholic, he's the town drunk. And I don't feel like they've ever portrayed Barney has like, um, sad character or like someone that you're supposed to have sympathy for or feel bad for or anything like that like 
Barney always seems to be like having like despite the fact that Barney is an alcoholic, he kind of seems to be living his best life. And I think that that's a lot of fun. And I also don't really feel like they ever like there's a lot of jokes pertaining to Barney's drinking. But like I also feel a lot of the jokes like don't really even involve the fact that he is drinking. Um, Barney is also like an artist. He is a really good filmmaker. Uh, and, uh, you know, Barney almost went, you know, Barney went to NASA and almost went to the moon. Um, he, uh, I don't know, like, like there's just like an endless stream of like funny, like Barney one-liners, um, whether he's, you know, like I said, whether he's making, um, an award-winning film or he's arguing about who the best prime minister was. Um, he's just like (laughs) always full of a lot of, uh. Just interesting, interesting stories. So Barney, and and I'll say this, dude. Like I, I don't want to gloss over him being a filmmaker without talking about that episode where they had like the film festival come to Springfield. Like that was that uh, you, you know, and I kind of touch on this, Mister Burns. But every one of these like secondary characters has it has like an episode centralized around their life that does humanize them. Like Barney is. A barfly. I always look kind of looked at him as like Homer's best friend. Yeah, I, I don't know if he is, but I always kind of look like that. But when he did that film at the film festival, it was so soul crushingly depressing and such like a weird look at his alcoholism that it, it did make you feel bad for him. It made you super sad. Uh, and one more and then I'll move on. Uh, it's the Mary Bobbins episode where she's singing the song about the drunk and, uh, he has a line in the song where he's like, give me a brandy, a stifter of wine. Who am I kidding? I'll drink turpentine. <laughs> I, I literally pee myself every single time. Barney's a, Barney's a brilliant character. And uh, one more uh, episode that he does where he becomes sober and he like, yeah, like he's trained to be like a pilot or something like that. And he saves the uh, when they give him champagne after he graduates and he drinks it and he just like busts off his, his beer gut like pops out and he's like it begins and he like goes off on a rampage the scientist is like that's weird that was non-alcoholic champagne <laughs> I think the B sharps is one of his best episodes. oh yeah good point dude that's yep. a great one the B sharps I love uh, the scene where um, Homer's becoming a boxer and he's getting in the ring and Barney's like man you can't you couldn't pay me enough to get in the ring uh, you know that gives you brain damage and then he just like starts drinking varnish out of the can (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah dude like Barney's Barney's awesome another like absolute like the Simpsons is always at its best when it's just a joke machine and like Barney is like a real conductor of that for sure so um, the episode where Barney becomes sober and he becomes that helicopter pilot. Um, he was walking around with a cop car, like the cop car door handcuffed to his um, arm. Yeah. And rest. Carl's like, and or Lenny goes, yeah, it's kind of hard not picture, or it's kind of hard picturing you without that on. Like you just had that walking around. But there's a part where they recorded um, Barney's birthday, and there's just this random scene when Barney's talking to Lisa, and I, I wanted to get this quote right, but he, he's going, I'm just saying, when we die, there'll be a planet for the French, 
a planet for the Chinese and we'll be a lot happier. And Lisa's like, Mr. Gumbo, you're upsetting me. <laughs> we call that Professor Marty. <laughs> <laughs> professor what he dresses up as marge i have to go to market <laughs> and homer's like marge you're embarrassing <laughs> no you're right buddy joke machine dude joke machine all right well then on that note we'll go ahead and move into aaron's number two bro i'm sweating those barney quotes made me laugh more than anything all night dude Nice. Uh, okay, so my number two, and I would say this is, I mean, it is my favorite character uh, outside of Simpsons family. My number two is going to be one Milhouse Van Hooten. Uh, when I was a little kid, I I was really big into Bart Simpson. Like that, I, I, was, I had a Bart Simpson shirt, I had a skateboard. My mom wouldn't let me have a slingshot, uh, but I was way more like Millhouse, dude. Like, right? I was a, I was a nerd. I, you know, <laughs> rode the coattails of greater men's accomplishments. Like, you know, I, I always related more to Millhouse because he was, uh, like I said, that nerdy kid. Um, not a, not, a, not a lot of like really, really great Millhouse episodes. Uh, but Millhouse was a really good secondary character in a lot of. Bart and Lisa episodes. Um, I think, <laughs> I think, I think my favorite Millhouse moment is uh, there's an episode where like Lisa likes uh, Nelson Muntz, right? And uh, she's like looking at him through the window, and everybody's like, "Ooh, Lisa likes Millhouse," and uh, I'm like, "No, I don't." Or Millhouse goes, "No, she doesn't," and they're like, "Millhouse likes Lisa," and this other girl goes, "No, he doesn't," and everybody's like, "Jamie likes Millhouse," and the teacher goes, "Everybody, stop it! Nobody likes Millhouse." <laughs> it really, really hit me super like that. <laughs> Again, so uh, Millhouse has uh, one really, really good episode that I like, which is where he becomes uh, shit, radioactive man's sidekick, uh, and he gets Fall the part over, yeah, Fallout Boy, and he uh, gets the part over Bart Simpson. Um, yeah, like I, I, I don't really have a lot to talk about because, like I said, there, there's not a lot of like. There, there aren't a lot of episodes that are like centralized around him. Uh, I really like Bart Simpson and Milhouse is essentially like an extension of Bart's like lamer side. Uh, and he's all, again, kind of like Barney. He's he's a joke machine. He's goofy as fuck. He's in love with Lisa, which adds on to that. Homer makes fun of him. Like when they went on that vacation and uh, they played the dating game and uh, Bart gets the dud and uh, Homer uh, starts laughing. He's like, ha, Bart, you got the dud. Hey, Poindexter, he looks like you. And it was just a teenage <laughs> version of It was just a, teen, a teenage version of Millhouse. Like I said, Millhouse is funny when he's talking. He's really good at being the butt of a lot of really good jokes. And like I said, he, he, he was a kid. I was, you know, the same age as they were at one point when I was really heavily watching the show. So I connected to a lot of what the kids were doing at the time. And Millhouse was always kind of more in my line of like who I was as a little kid, which is a bitch. But anyways, Millhouse, number three. <laughs> I agree. Aaron was a bitch, and he rode the <laughs> coattails of many a greater man. Um, my uh, my number two is also uh, Millhouse. Yes, uh, of course, just, the hell yeah! I'm just gonna jump right on. 
um, for for all the same reasons. They, he's the best butt of jokes in the show. Um, so that's that's all that's all I got. But my my mom says I'm beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and, and his parents' relationship was very very funny. There's a lot of stuff centralized around what they're doing. Uh, uh, Luann and was it Kurt? Kirk, Kirk, you know, yeah, he, he works yeah. at the cracker cracker factory. Yeah, he, he's he's a big wheel down at the cracker factory, <laughs> uh, and uh, they're they they do have like a couple of episodes where like it's like clearly affecting like what his parents are going through is clearly affecting him. Like his parents are like buying him cool stuff or he's starting to become like, like a bad kid kind of like Bart because of it. Like, you know, they don't talk about uh, divorce and stuff like that a lot in the show, uh, but it, it is a theme that they touch on and they touch on it through Millhouse and his parents and they, they do a good job of it. During the one Christmas episode, um, the one where Bart burns down the uh, tree. Um, the family's walking around, and Milhouse comes running out. He's like, "Look, Bart, a, um, a tickle me, crusty!" And he pulls the like the string. He's like, "Hey, kid, uh, don't touch me there!" And he just starts <laughs> laughing. And he just starts laughing, and then Homer throws a snowball at <laughs> but there's another there's another part where um is that there's actually the other Christmas episode where um it's the buy me bone storm or go to hell and um Millhouse gets bone storm he's like he's like Bart's like oh Millhouse has bone storm and he Millhouse is like playing the video game and his hair is being like pushed back like like it's like he's playing the game it's like so intense he's like wind's coming out yeah he's like this game is great and all i've done was enter my name thrill house and it it shows the tv and it says thrill ho (laughs) (laughs) do you remember the episode where he's in the photo booth like he has like his shirt off and the guy finds him and he's like my he has his shirt off and he's like my shirt fell off. He's like, he's like, as his biceps up, flexing. Yeah. Up oh, <laughs> Everything's coming up, Millhouse. <laughs> That's right. Podcast mantra. Everything's That's coming the, up, Millhouse. Yeah, the lemon. He's great in the lemon of Troy. Episode. Yeah, he is really good. Though. Is this what he's it feels like when me. doves cry? <laughs> <laughs> Quit jabbing me. That kid says radical. I say radical. It's the thing I say. <laughs> you can stop wearing your backpack over uh, one shoulder. We invented that. <laughs> um, uh, good pick. All right. Well, then, since we have Alan's number two, let's go ahead and move on to Rat Boy and get your number deuce. Okay. So my number two is everyone's favorite neighbor, Ned Flanders. Yes, sir. So, um, Ned, Ned to me is very, very funny. I really relate to him because I grew up in a pretty religious household. And so a lot of the jokes about Ned is that he's like super uber duper religious. So, um, I could, like, I, I was around people like that a lot. Um, so that's always, that was just kind of always funny to me, but um, I love the fact 
fact that Ned is 60 years old, he's shredded to the, like, gills, and then, like, he... Giant dick. (laughs) Yeah, and he also, like, doesn't... He, can he like, avoids, like, everything in life, Um, you know, like, fun or whatever, but he still, like, has, like... Two two kids. Um, I think he's been married now. I think three times because um, Maude died and then Mrs. Krabappel died, um, which is sad. But um, yeah, like a lot of his jokes centered around him were um, very funny, and he always got under Homer's skin. But he was like such a nice guy, and. Um, he was just always super patient with Homer. Um, the the Hurricane Nettie episode, when he kind of learned the backstory of, like, why Ned was so, like, oakily-doakily, and, um, you know, he never got mad, and he exploded on the town. And my, one of my favorite lines ever were, was, he's, like, he's, like, going off on people, and then he, he goes to Lenny, <laughs> And he's like, oh, I don't know who you are, but I'm sure you're a jerk. And Lenny goes, hey, I just got here. What's going on? <laughs> little so, Ned Flanders uh, had that big old fucking head, too, like on a tiny little kid. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, and I, oh, like, there's a really good when Flanders has a um, family reunion. Oh, man, that, that's, that's a really good uh, part when there's like uh, every single Flanders is like there's like the Oakley Doakley, um, but they're like Spanish and everything. It's kind of like like a Snoopy, but they're like other versions of Snoopy. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like Ned Flanders to me is just like super funny. I remember, I remember like there was this one like random episode um, when Bart becomes Catholic. And I remember when I watched, I rewatched it like, like, like this year. And there was a part I started screaming. I was like laughing so hard. I like, I, I couldn't control myself. And I had to like, I was like, I have to text Aaron right now. <laughs> but he like shakes, Ned like shakes the hand of a priest. And then is like, note to self, have hand re-blessed. And <laughs> I freaked out. Because I don't know why, but that, like, just, like, caught me out. I don't, like, it just caught me, and that was, like, so funny. Um, I just love Ned so much. Um, and then there's also, I don't know if you guys know, I think, B-Man, we talked about this. There's a band called... Um, Oakley Doakley. Oakley Doakley. And they all dress up, like, um, Ned Flanders, and they have a song called White Wine Spritzer. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. Nothing yes. at all. Hey, dude, my, favorite, my favorite Ned Flanders quote ever is when they're um, at the uh, apple cider um, mill and, you know, <laughs> Flanders is like, now a lot of people don't know the difference between apple cider and apple juice, but here's a little trick for you. If it's clear and yellow, you got juice there, fella. If it's tangy and brown, you're in cider town. <laughs> like that, just, that the tickles me. Are so to like, no good. They're so 
good at shit like that. And I don't want to really, I don't want to gloss over uh, the episode where like Maud Flanders died. But I remember because uh, it was like I was still watching that like live every week when that came on. I remember like the oh, Fox yeah. commercials at the time were like, "This week somebody's gonna die," and like Lenny got hit by a tire and he pops up and he's like, "I'm okay." But the uh, the the that was a really sad episode because if you think about it, like Ned Flanders is a like he's a super sad character. Like it's easy to feel bad for him, whether it's Homer, like just treating him like shit or like just generally everybody in the town treating him like shit. Um, it, the, the, when his wife dies, like they, they do these like, you know, they, they have Homer like helping him make a dating video like weeks after his wife died, which is fucking super sad and something that like Homer pushed him into doing that he was very clearly uncomfortably or uncomfortable when he was doing it. And then um it I it had a song in it because he he meets like this uh Christian like singer at the end and she has a book about man there's a bear who lives above. It was like a really, really good song and it was just a really sad episode. Like they showed him like trying to adjust to having a, a a life without his wife like he has like really like in-depth conversation with his children and even shows him like in his bedroom at night like you know trying to get over like his dead wife it's it's really it, 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 it that was a super sad episode and you know now that i'm thinking about it probably one of the best ones that they ever made like honestly that's a really good one yeah that's a good one um, and it is, it is sad. Like when probably Aaron, when we watched it, we were like, I don't know, sixth, seventh grade. And, but mm-hmm. you watch it, you watch it when you're older, you're like, oh man, like, you know, this is rough. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's also kind of interesting. Like if you look at it from like a Christian perspective, he does everything right, but he has a, like everything goes wrong. Yep, yep, yep. And so it's like it's like really really sad and and it's kind of cool too that he still like after all that he still goes to church like all the time. Yep, um, and yep. He, and it, it's just it's yeah, he's a really complex character. Yeah, and even in that episode too, he has like it's like the first time he like questions like God's plan for him. Like that's that's fucking huge like for for that for for his character man that's ah man i'm thinking about this too much right now that's that's a lot he he is really like a <laughs> Andrew, you're you're like really a, focusing on this so it, hard. <laughs> well i mean like it, it it's the crux of like who he is and and you know like i said i haven't watched it in forever but you know there are episodes you know season or two after that that reference his wife dying like i'm sure there's a joke where like I'm sure there's a joke where Homer says something. He's like, "Well, my my wife just died" or something like that, and Homer's like, "Oh, right, right." Like you know what I mean? Like he, to that degree too. Like he's 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 the most sympathetic character on the show, and that's again speaks to the brilliance of like what what they were doing. You know, specifically, you know, back then. I think as a kid too, just like taking that in and kind of like trying to like figure out in your head, like this is fucked up. As far as like what he was going through at that time. Yeah, man. Well, with that being said, let's go ahead and get Matt's number two. Uh, so my number two, um, I kind of went with a stereotypical character just because as a kid, I mean, it was like you could quote so many, so many lines. Uh, I went with Ralph Wiggum. Um, 
I feel like you couldn't leave him out from the list, even though he's like kind of like a main character for a lot of people as far as like people that don't like The Simpsons can relate to Ralph or um, love Ralph in general. I don't know if he's quite on the spectrum. I know there's like an episode where I think like he's dropped on his head. I can't remember exactly. And that's like they kind of allude to that's kind of like why he's so slow and, you know, wacky, zany character, whatever he is. But um Mainly for me, it was just all his one-liners, and uh, my favorite, one of my actual favorite episodes of The Simpsons is the DOS bus, where they, uh, like, go on that field trip, like, the UN or United Nations, and they uh, end up, it's, like, turns into, like, that Lord of the Flies story. Um, Just, like, how the actual episode starts when, like, basically, I think it's, like, Bart and, is it Nelson? Like, they throw, like, the, the apple and the orange to see, like what fruit would, like, go, like, faster, like, down the, uh, the middle of the bus, and then, like, all of a sudden, Ralph is just like, go banana. <laughs> just like stops like instantly. Um, and when they're in like the, uh, when they're in the woods, like when they think that Millhouse is, you know, the one that stole all the food and like they're chasing after him, like in Barton Lisa's helping Millhouse and like everyone's like all dressed up, like they have like their like war paint on everything. And all of a sudden, like Ralph like jumps up like Peter Chris from uh, Kids, like with the <laughs> fucking cat mask. And he's just like, help. <laughs> Um, also, I mean, the depth of Ralph, too, is, like, even though, you know, he was kind of, like, very slow and, like, just would say, like, whatever the hell he wanted, he was super deep in the I Love Lisa episode. Like, that was, like, actually kind of a sad episode because you really feel for him as far as, you know, nobody really likes him, nobody cares about him, and then Lisa does feel sorry for him. But he, like, does the uh, the act in, like, the George Washington play, and, like, he plays George Washington, and he, like, does this, like, phenomenal job, and, like, he, like, kind of focuses all of his, like, um because lisa like basically says that she doesn't love him back and you know he kind of like is devastated so he like takes all of that emotion and like puts it into that play and like he does this like amazing job it's just kind of crazy for like that character like they kind of went in depth with him to show that he like had more to him than just like the one-liners um i I just think that he always like broke the episode up as well with just the cool shit that he would say. I mean, like, cause you would just go to school and you would just want to like say whatever Ralph said. And that was uh, pretty big when I was in elementary. So Ralph Wiggins was my number two. Uh, I had to say, I really uh, dislike Ralph. Like no, no offense. I just, I never found him to be funny. Nothing he ever did made me laugh really, except maybe the one or two things you mentioned. I just always felt like he was, just an annoying character and like I was I anytime there was an episode that like focused on him and a storyline like I just I cannot watch it so I mean I I hard disagree with you on that one but I do respect where you're coming from okay so I hard disagree with bloodbath on this one this is (laughs) this is this is where I will kind of try and link your two points together I feel like I, I I feel like when, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, like you watch the show when you're younger and you like it for different reasons than you like it when you're 15 or you like it when you're 35. I feel like, you know, and Matt prefaced his whole thing where he was saying, I'm trying to look at this from the perspective of me watching this as a young person. Like when I was younger, like those Ralph Wiggum jokes, they they don't hit like they used to. They they are kind of silly and they're stupid. Uh, but Matt's right. There are episodes that like kind of explore like him like inwardly. And I, I, I do think that while Ralph Wiggum's like shtick kind of becomes 
not as funny over time and that even goes up to like the seasons that were still good while it was going on like there there is something to be like he was a joke machine at that age i remember quoting ralph wiggum all the fucking time when i was younger like you know like even like something as stupid as like the leprechaun tells me to burn things when he said that for the first time like i had never heard that before that was the funniest fucking thing there's another episode i don't even remember what's going on but like he's just with a wolf and he's like will you be my mommy and the wolf like picks him up and like takes him away like that just so I, I i agree with you bloodbath that like as a 33 year old man the 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 ralph stuff doesn't hit like it used to but I, I i think it's unfair to be like no he sucks because i think there is a time in your life when you can really appreciate what ralph does for that show well all right i mean i i mean fair enough I, i'm not gonna argue that point but yeah i mean that's definitely <laughs> that just hates him <laughs> <laughs> But I think one of his best lines, even as an adult, I mean, looking back, because I did try to watch a few episodes, was uh, the I Love Leaves episode where he's, like, trying to, like, get Homer to, like, you know, let him in to Lisa. And he uh, he's like, Mr. Simpson, I'll do anything to see Lisa. And Lisa, like, all, all of a sudden, like, they pans to uh, Ralph on the roof with, like, tar. And he's like, Mr. Simpson, the tar fumes are starting to make me dizzy. And then Homer's <laughs> just, like, sitting in the hammock drinking a beer, and he's like, yeah, they'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, with that being said, we'll go ahead and move into our number ones. But before we do, let's go ahead and get a word for from our sponsor. Hey everybody, before we do our number one picks, we'd like to talk to you about that magical drink, the one that makes this podcast possible. That's right, we're talking about coffee. At a top three podcast, we are in way different time zones, and we record super late at night for the for most of us actually, and coffee is what makes it all tick. We're proud to share with you one of our favorite local roasteries, Barbell Brew. Barbell Brew provides single-origin coffee beans that are air-roasted in small batches on location in Troy, Ohio, and they're available for shipping nationwide. Check them out at barbellbrew.com where you can find pre-ground or whole bean coffee in several different varieties, or sign up for their Coffee of the Month program for a curated caffeination experience. We also have an exclusive deal for our listeners 20% off your first order using the promo code TOP3 at checkout. That's the promo code TOP3, that's the number three in there, at checkout, 20% off your first order. Barbell Brew also has a really cool program called Coffee for a Cause, where each month they donate a percent of their profits to a different charity. So follow them at Barbell Brew Coffee Roasters on Facebook and at Barbell Brew Coffee on Instagram, and check our episode description for links to those pages and their website so you can get your coffee on. Support local coffee roasters and taste the difference. All right, back to those number ones. Okay, 
since I've already given mine uh, number one, uh, let's go ahead and move. And Alan has also given his number one. Uh, let's go ahead and get Aaron's number one. I feel like I'm going to take a lot of shit for this because I feel like I already did in the uh, GC earlier this week. However, my number one, my favorite character in The Simpsons is Lisa Simpson. Um, so uh, j- just to start off, I-, I, f- I think all of my favorite episodes involve Lisa. I think the episodes uh, with Homer and his daughters uh, specifically resonate a lot with me. I think there's something to be said about being a man and being like biologically predisposed to protecting the innocent. And Lisa was this innocent child in the midst of like this chaotic town. You know, we talked a little bit about it in uh, when we talked about South Park too, where you have three of the four main characters being the voice of reason in this really insane town. And The Simpsons at its core is about that family. And Lisa Simpson has always been the voice of reason. No, she's not the funniest character in the show, although she does have her moments, uh, specifically when they take her outside of the realm of being like the most adult person in the room and and, and really like personify her as a little girl. Uh, but the best episodes are with Lisa, like when Homer and Lisa break into the... Uh, uh, like the Egyptian exhibit at the local museum and discover that that secret music box, you know, the episode where Bleeding Gums Murphy dies. Um, trying to really trying to think. Uh, so, OK, so I, I guess the best example that I can come up with is there's the episode where Lisa is really, really upset about being a Simpson. Right. And uh, all she has are is like data and evidence that shows like all the Simpsons slowly suck over time. Uh, And Homer tries his best to connect with her the entire show, but he can't. They're on two different planes of thinking. Uh, But what he and what Homer is really good at doing is coming through in the clutch to make a point even though he, he doesn't have the cognitive capacity to really like speak on stuff like that. So at the end of the episode, he invites all of the Simpsons women uh, to the Simpsons household. And he's like, hey, this is a Simpson. She's a doctor. Hey, this is a Simpson. She's a lawyer. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, jump off of the soapbox because like, like it said, there's not a ton of Lisa Simpsons quotes that we can like laugh about or talk about or this. She is just the voice of reason in the most chaotic town ever. And to see that through the lens of an eight-year-old girl uh, is really meaningful to me. So my number one, Lisa Simpson. Okay. So I hate Lisa. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody hates Lisa. You know, know, Lisa is Matt Groening's favorite character too. He's talked about it multiple times. Just saying. Sure. But I would... Aaron... I think we talked about this before, but the single handedly the worst episode of the entire show of all 700 episodes is, is about Lisa. It, it it's the lady Gaga. It's the lady Gaga episode. Oh, I, I, I didn't see that. No. If anyone's ever watched it, it's horrifically bad. Like it's actually kind of weird and confusing that it actually, like got on air because it is like bad. Um, 
And yeah, I I was gonna argue more like oh, all the episodes that center on her are the worst, but you mentioned a bunch. I was like, oh, actually, that is a really good episode. Um, and the the summer of four uh, four foot two. Yeah, go to, like yeah. that's a, that, is, that is a really good like episode. you know whatever like <laughs> yeah. Um, my mom would bust in right now with um, Rice Krispie squares and Tang, and then Marge walks her. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> she just she does, she turns around and walks yeah. the other direction. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I I Lisa is the voice of reason. Um. In the family, and she is the smartest, um, and she does have some like good lines. I like her and um, Bart's dynamic. Um, there's a really good episode where it's a, it's a later um, episode. Um, a lot of people believe it should have been the final episode because it was a Christmas episode, but um, basically her. And Bart, they're they're older. It's like in in the future, and they get drunk together, and then they realize that like like but they they needed each other like their whole life, and like um, it, it's a really it's a really sweet episode because like they realize they like they needed each other for different reasons. Like Bart needed Lisa, and Lisa needed Bart to like relax and have fun, and then it and it crescendos where they they realize like Homer's like the best dad. So it's a it's a really good episode if you if you've never seen it. And um, and and like you said, man, like the uh, you know Lisa's like I I would never like have the argument that Homer isn't the best character in the show. I I understand that on a lot of levels. Um, but really what makes Homer the best character is how he constantly is able to find ways to mend relationships with his family. And the people he disappoints the most are, are Marge and Lisa. So the episodes that are uh, completely centric on you know him and Marge or him and Lisa like always stuck out the most to me because the show is about this family. Regardless of what's going on, it's about homer trying to take care of this family i mean it's it's a character like lisa like lisa the relationship between him and marge is always weird you can say a lot of things about it but homer is better off having lisa as a daughter because lisa makes him think a lot of things that he never would have even had any gauge in on any other point if lisa didn't exist Well, I think that's a fair statement. Um, oh, Bloodbath hates Lisa, too. Do you hate Lisa, man? <laughs> Does no, everybody hate, hate Lisa? Am I, I the only her. one? I don't hate her. I think I'm kind of indifferent towards her. I think there's good episodes with her and bad episodes with her. I think, I think I'm just more uninterested in things that go on with her than anything else. Fair enough. Uh, I, I agree with Bloodbath. I mean, she's a pivotal character, like, but at the same time, she's uninteresting a lot of times. She's an important character, and I feel it's like every time. I totally respect where you're coming from. I I'm never gonna argue with anything you're saying, but like, just like, and it's purely like my personal opinion. I just feel like when there's an episode, what. <sighs> 
the warm, fuzzy feelings people get for like Lisa Simpson or like her and Homer's dynamic or anything like that, I just I don't feel sorry. Like I just I don't think I know there's a lot you of people have that, a daughter. I do, man, and like I just like sorry, I don't know what to tell you. Like <laughs> I, I don't just, suck like Homer does at it. I just I I just I don't ever get that heartfelt feeling from the Simpsons across, like ever at all about anything. Fair. So I just, you know, when they try and like really play that angle up with like Lisa, I just sort of tune out. Like there's some, there's a few episodes with Lisa that I think are really good. Um, uh, uh, Lisa, the Simpson where she thinks she's going, uh, she's uh, getting stupid from the Simpson gene. I think that's a really good one. I think summer four foot, uh, is really awesome uh, when they go on vacation. Um, so I mean, I think there's uh, Lisa the the Iconoclast. I think is another good one. Like, so I don't mind. I just watched Lisa's that the stories. other day. That's a great one. Yeah, I don't mind Lisa's stories. I just like I don't get the. I just don't feel this. You know, the Simpsons cannot pull on my hearts. There's only one scene in the Simpsons that's ever pulled on my heartstrings, and like everything else, I just think is like a silly attempt. So fair, fair. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's go ahead and get uh, Rat Boys number one. Okay. So my number one is Homer. Like, there's just there's no getting around it. He's the best character. Um, I, like, I don't know. Let's start quoting. What's everyone's favorite Homer quote? Donuts. Is there anything they can't do? You'll have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought he was talking to me for a second. That hit twice. Good job. Um, Good job. I don't even think uh, I can't even. I'm not even going to pull a quote at the moment. Like, uh, I just watched this episode the other day where uh, Milhouse's parents get divorced. Homer is out hanging out with Kurt at Moe's Tavern. He comes home and uh, Marge just left hot dogs thawing out in the sink and he thinks it's a sign that she's gonna divorce him and he just like <laughs> he just sees he just sees the hot dogs in the sink and he just lets out this like scream and like I'm not I mean it's so funny it says everything but like props to Dan Castellaneta because like bested screaming bested just, screaming just, like, world, it conveys dude. so much like you know exactly what the character's thinking what's going on and it's just this like obnoxious like guttural scream and it's so funny it's like endlessly like laughable like I can't quote the scream but like good lord that is everything right there the scream the screams are way better than any time he goes dough like that's that was in the dictionary like homer simpson has like a part of our like fucking collective consciousness forever because that's in the dictionary okay so it the episode where um uh bart sells his soul um this is just to go back to on the the voice actor dan um in that episode, I was watching like the commentary um, from like the writer's perspective, and in that episode, he, he plays a crazy man, and like Chief Wiggum is like in the car with Ralph, and he's like, "Hold on, I'm gonna go talk to this crazy man." And if you watch it, the um, crazy man he's going on this rant. 
But if you actually like listen to what he's saying, it's an actual rant about like what an, a crazy person would actually say. It's 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 really really weird. Um, but he he talks about like like the government and how they want to like take your body and like your mind and stuff. And the writer said that Dan was it what's that what's his name in Castellaneta. Yeah, he improvised the whole thing to talk about, and they're just like. That's how good of an of a actor he really is and stuff. So I always said that was cool. Um, Homer, Homer, yeah, it was like a sh- a real shitty person because he lives in the moment, but at the same time he's like the most thoughtful person and will do anything for like essentially anybody because he does anything for the town a lot. Um, B man was the one scene that tugged at your heartstrings when Homer's sitting on the car, and it's like the starry night. Bro, I have that painting in my living room. Like I ordered that online, put it in a frame, and it's hanging in my living room. That's my phone background, dude. That is awesome. Yeah, that's a yeah. That's to anyone that's never seen it. Like that's the one where he finally reunites with his mom, and then she has to leave, and then. Um, yeah, it's really sad. Um, and it's when you're older too, it's like really, really sad. Um, but yeah, no, Homer's no, that 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 wasn't the one. It was, uh, yeah, I gotta it was, know. It was when, um, it's when, uh, it's a flashback episode, uh, Lisa's first word, and oh, uh, weird. Yeah. Lisa's there. They start well. That's not nothing. That has nothing to do with it. It's the end it's of just the weird. She's there. Where like the the Bartleys are fighting and making noise, and Homer goes upstairs and puts Maggie to bed, and he says, uh, "You know, kids. Like you know, once they start, the sooner they start talking, the sooner they start talking back." And um, he's putting her to bed, and he just says, uh, "You know, I hope you never, I hope you never say a word." And he walks out the door, and then she says, "Dad." <laughs> It's going to make Vo- Voice by Liz Taylor. Mm-hmm. Very strange. That is strange. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Alan, do you have a favorite Homer quote or episode? Um, mm, donuts. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man, Alan could have been getting laid tonight, too. I'm sorry, Alan. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> No, I'm having I'm having a good time with it. I'm I'm baking tonight. Great. Oh, <laughs> week pornography. I was buying pornography. Crabapple. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this whole time I've been calling her Crandall. I've been making an idiot out of myself. Um, <laughs> there, no. Oh, the episode. This has two like really really funny. Homer and Lisa parts um, where Lisa's trying to recycle. It's the, it's the one where uh, Mr. Burns and Lisa go into business with each other or whatever. And um, Lisa's trying to get these cans. And Homer, so Homer like drinks like this obscene amount of beer. And he's like, and he's like, his <laughs> eyes are all bloodshot. And he goes, he's so drunk. He's like, He's like, I don't know, honey. Daddy doesn't feel really good. I think that's all the recycling I can do today. <laughs> and then he like collapses like in his chair. 
and then then he has a heart attack when Lisa rips up that like ten million dollar check and he thinks it's it's ten thousand (laughs) dollars. Uh, weird bloodbath, more Lisa moments, man, right up here at the top. That's fine. That's fine. I'm sure that so Matt, I'm sure that Matt will bring it all home with his number one. So I actually also have Homer Simpson as my number one. Um, I feel like you can't, yeah. you can't go without it. I mean, even like you're, you know, of course you're supposed to like love Bart and I did love Bart, but Homer just, even as a kid was like the best of the best. Um, probably the reason why I also love Homer is one of my favorite episodes of all time is definitely the, uh, uh, the Homer, the Smithers where the, he's Mr. Burns assistant. Um, I just, there's just so many fucking good lines in that one. I mean, like probably one of my favorites has to be, uh, where like he's sitting out at like the desk, like outside of Mr. Burns office and he's like super quiet, just like staring into space. And Mr. Burns is like writing something and he like asks Homer to come in. And he's like, uh, Homer, where's my messages? And he's like, here you go, Mr. Burns. He's like, uh, so you have 30 minutes to move your car. And then he goes to the next paper. You have 10 minutes to move your car. Uh, the next paper. <laughs> your car has been impounded. Next paper. Your car has been crushed into a cube. And then the next one is like, you have 30 minutes to move your cube. And all of a sudden, like, the phone rings. And he picks up. And he's like, Mr. Burns' office. And then Mr. Burns in the background is like, is that about my cube? <laughs> Just like, <laughs> one of the best moments. Um I mean, you guys pretty much touched on everything. Like, there's just so many memorable Homer episodes. I mean, I, I, we could get into it for hours, but the Springfield Files is also one of my favorite Homer episodes. Uh, like, the take on the X-Files, where uh, Mr. Burns um, ends up, like, they think he's the alien, but then it ends up being Dr. Nick, like, shoots him up with a bunch of stuff to keep him, like, alive. Um, just in general, I mean, Homer, I, I think also, like, at the age that we were at, I think, like, all these other, you know, dad characters, like, took so much from Homer Simpson as a character. Um, and I just, you can't say that you, you don't love Homer. I mean, he is the Simpsons to me. You have any of that beer with Skittles floating around, with candy floating around the top? You know, <laughs> Skittle Brown. Skittle Brown. <laughs> And and uh, Matt, that that that's a really good like point that you made about him. It almost him like setting the bar for what the TV sitcom dad has become. Like, look at any TV show ever. It's a fat, older, balding dude who's stupid as fuck, but has good intentions. Just an average you know, show. Yeah, and that trope has been around for a long time, but Homer Simpson, re- like, and, and this is what sucks, is we're going to do a sitcoms episode, and part of the caveat of that is that we can't talk about uh, cartoons, even though, like, The Simpsons might be, like, the greatest American sitcom uh, of all time. It's because they follow, a, you know, a, a, a middle-class, like, family, and Homer Simpson is the embodiment of what every sitcom dad has been since Homer Simpson. Eh, just a really good point, man. And he is the main character of the show. Let's be fair. Like, he, he totally yeah. is. He very much is the main character of the show. And a great, uh, to emphasize your point, one of the better episodes, um, and what a lot of people actually feel should have been the finale, uh, a Homer's Enemy, and he meets Frank Grimes, and he like mm-hmm. very much like top tier episode all, puts him in his place as far as like being like an oaf and a loser and someone who should have like died by all accounts, and how somehow Homer just wins <laughs> at everything. Um, definitely like kind of highlighting, you know, 
everything that you're pointing out for sure and and his place in pop culture absolutely and him missing out on those like social cues uh you know, like when he has lobster because he's just trying to make frank like him and is just completely missing the point of why he hates him you know that's a great episode i'm glad we gotta say something about that that's one of the best ones yeah changing the channel marge <laughs> like that's our homer <laughs> all right well now let's go ahead and move into our honorable mentions these are lightning round styles, so I'll go ahead and go first. Uh, honorable mention, uh, Grandpa Simpson. Yeah, good one. That, that, yeah, and you know when I we did the whole like, hey, we can only use one member of the Simpsons family. I was like, can I can I talk about Grandpa and Lisa at the same time? Because like Grandpa's not there all the time. But again, we're talking about Homer Simpson, and a lot of who Homer is is based off of the relationship between his parents. It's just another layer to the show that makes it brilliant. Uh, Aaron, what's your honorable mention? Oh, God, I actually did. You know, since we haven't talked about him, Mo, Mo, Mo Sislak, he has a lot of really good one-liners. Very, 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 very funny. I I specifically like the line, uh, I'll carve my name into your back with an ice pick to a 10-year-old boy. Very funny. But yeah, since we haven't (laughs) talked about him, Mo, absolutely brilliant character. Alan, honorable mention. Uh, Phil Hartman. Uh, combination yep. Troy McClure and Lionel Hutz. Very good, very good. Uh, Rat Boy, honorable mention. Uh, Principal Skinner. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think you meant Armand Tamzarian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good pick. I, I actually, I was surprised, and I'm looking at the listener responses. No one has thrown out Principal Skinner. And I thought about adding him to the list and I wanted to make this one point. I'm not trying to go on a tangent, but like um, Principal Skinner is the only person at Springfield Elementary that I find funny. I don't think Miss Krabappel is very funny. I don't think um, Miss Hoover's funny. I don't think uh, I don't like I don't yeah, like Groundskeeper. Really? I don't like Groundskeeper Willie. Um, oh. He has he has funny bits here and there, but like more or less my retirement like grease. Um, <laughs> I will. And like I also kind of feel like Skinner. Skinner's the only one that can go out and the and the rest of the town and like interact to be funny. Like when the rest of the people like I mean, Miss Hoover never really found winds up in in town anywhere, but like Miss Krabappel sometimes I'm just like eh, I don't like I don't care. Um, Same. Superintendent Chalmers is funny, but that's about it. And Principal in the Popper is one of the best episodes of The Simpsons. It's it's definitely up there. Skinner um, said that he teachers will choke Purple Monkey Dishwasher. <laughs> uh, Matt, honorable mention. Uh, this was tough, but I'm going to go with Martin Prince. I don't know if anybody would say yeah. him, but he yeah, has a dude. lot of amazing memorable lines. Um, he's also really good in one of like my most favorite Trails of War episodes where uh, Groundskeeper Willie like, is Freddy Krueger and kills all the kids in their sleep. Um, I just thought he always was so funny and, uh, I just, very underrated. I didn't, I would not have expected that one. That was a good pick. All right. Uh, now it's time for listener responses. So we're going to go ahead and get into those now. Um, anytime we do a top three, if you have any, uh, picks or listener responses, please go to our social media pages, follow us there and you can always put your picks in and we will most likely read them on air. So without any further ado, uh, Abe, miss you. Sorry. 
you weren't here tonight. Uh, Dave's number three is Dr. Hibbert. His number two is Mo Sislak. And number one is the combination of Lenny and Carl. With an honorable mention to Kent, Kent Brockman, which I'm surprised nobody else said. I, I actually like Dave's list. He's very Out of everyone's funny. list, I'm going to like his the most, I think. And and I'll tell you, I'm 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 like really surprised Rat didn't pick Letty or Carl with as many memes and clips as he sends me of them. All right, next up we have Matt. His number three is Mrs. Skinner, <laughs> which is very funny to me. Uh, number two, uh, ground yeah, groundskeeper yeah. Willie is his number two, and his number one is Grandpa Simpson. It means lamb, lamb of God. <laughs> <laughs> next up is Ben. Whose number three is Hank Scorpio? Number two is Mr. Burns, and number one is Grandpa Simpson. Nice. All right. So we next we have Eun. I'm sorry if I messed up your name. Uh, number three we have Bart. Number two Nelson, and number one Ralph. Nelson's awesome. I'm glad we yeah. got a, somebody said Nelson. Very funny. Here's the grapes, and here's the wrath. <laughs> he he has that poster that says "Nuke the whales." <laughs> I need something. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So next up, we have Jim. Uh, his number three is Grandpa Simpson. Uh, his number two is Groundskeeper Willie, and his number one is Mister Burns and Smithers together. And his honorable mention is Mo Sislak. Solid. All right, next we have Mo, Aaron's mortal enemy. With number three, Dr. Nick. Number two, Grandpa Simpson. And number one, Chief Wiggum. Honorable mention, Duff Man and Bumblebee Man. <laughs> Duff Man's so funny, too. All right. Next up, we have Craig. Craig's number three is Ralph. His number two is Flanders. His number one is Homer. His number one, McBain. Such a good pick. I cannot believe nobody else thought of McBain. McBain or Rainier Wolfcastle. How do you sleep at night on top of a pile of money with many beautiful women? (laughs) All right, Rap, go ahead and uh, do whatever you got. Okay, so um, as many of you you, um, unfortunately know that I have a podcast and I have a following in the Sewer Squad. They sent me a couple of their picks. Um, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read them off. So uh, first we have Nikolai. His number three is Mr. Burns. Number two is Lionel Hutz. And number one is Troy McClure. Honorable mention, Hank Scorpio, Frank Grimes, and Lyle Lamley. Um, next, we have no nickname Steve. His number three is Frank Grimes, or Grimy, as he likes to be called. <laughs> number two is Troy McClure. And number one is Don Braca. That's right, Don Braca. Um, <laughs> next, we have Evan Sex God Grimes. Um, number three is Poochie. Number two is Moe. And number one is Krusty the Clown. With honorable mention, Christmas Ape. Nobody said Krusty either. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. And then finally, uh, Weenie. Her number three is Cecil. Her number two is Sideshow Bob. And her number one character 
is Martin Prince. Ah, uh, well, there you go. Martin's super funny. Like he's very, yeah. very, Heart very for the funny. Of Nelson and the boy <laughs> left so dear. Stop <laughs> it. Friends for eight years and years and go years. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Good, good episode, list. boys. Good episode. Good, Thank Thank you good listener responses. Me. Hell yeah, Matt, dude. That was awesome. Thank, Thank you for coming on, dude. Pretty I nervous. wanna we will we will once again thank our guest, uh Rat Boy. Uh Rat Boy, do you have anything you want to plug? No. All right. <laughs> wait, wait, can uh, I plug his haircut? It's beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. Oh actually, uh, actually, yeah. actually, you know what? I do want to plug something. Um Check me out in my group chat with everybody here. Hell yeah. I'll start sending <laughs> links, maybe. We can all see what Bloodbath really thinks. Um, and uh, we also want to thank our guest, Matt, uh, for coming on. This was an awesome topic, dude. It was good to have you on the show. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Matt, if anytime you want to talk Simpsons, hit me up. Yeah, oh, dude. Sure. It's literally a part of all of our lives, minus Alan. I really want to play Simpsons trivia with someone. I've never been able to find anyone that like besides Aaron that I could ever play with. So you can barely play with Aaron because he's he is like a savant. (laughs) There's like 33 seasons now. I don't know shit. Yeah, I was gonna say when we played, there's only like season 12. Yeah, it it was like season like 16 when I got Simpsons Jeopardy. There's I I don't know shit anymore, dude. Ahoy, ahoy. (laughs) <laughs> I bet I bet that that'd be fun if we could do that together. Um and I mentioned it at the very early beginning of the show, but Aaron and I legit became friends over the Simpsons. We were sitting on a bus and we we realized that Poor we were like, man. Oh wait. <laughs> we actually know a lot about the Simpsons. Did we become friends? I think we did. And then we, we played football one time, and you were we played football one time, and then you were like, "Hey, do you want to come back to my house and watch The Simpsons?" I was like, "Is Craig going to be there?" And you said, "Yeah." And I was like, "Can he stay in the other room?" And you were like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "All right, I'll come over and watch The Simpsons with you." Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, but this just has to be said. So it was Christmas Eve one time. Aaron came over to my house, and we watched the episode, the one where they get trapped in the school. And and Martin Prince goes like, thanks to our good friend sodium chloride, and then Nelson beats him up. Just and a bit of like, <laughs> And then I, I like for the for you guys that weren't there, Aaron and I legitimately like we were crying and we were like having to hold each other up. We were laughing so hard. So um, it's just very funny. So like, if without the Simpsons, Aaron and I probably wouldn't be friends. Let, let's make it. Let's be clear here. Me and Rat are not friends anymore. It's just how we became friends in the beginning. <laughs> well, on that note, we're gonna go ahead and say good night, and that's gonna do it for all of us here at Top Three Podcast. I'm Bloodbath. Stay classy. Stay classy, Bloodbath. I will. You could close down Mo's or the Quickie Mart, and nobody would care. But the heart and soul of Springfield's in our maze on We're the sauce on your steak. We're the cheese in your cake. We put the spring in Springfield. We're the lace on the nightgown. The point.
touchdown. Yes, we put the spring in Springfield. We're that little extra spice that makes existence extra nice. A giddy little thrill at a reasonable price. Our only major quarrels with your total lack of morals. Our skimpy costumes ain't so bad. They seem to entertain you, Dad. Visit. That service was exquisite. Why, Joseph, I had no idea. Come on now, you were working here. Without it, we'd have had no fun since March of 1961. To shut them down now would be twisted. We, we just heard this place existed. We're the highlights in your hairdo. The extra arms and bishnu. So don't convinced the house stays.